Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. We just signed a farm bill into law, and we're going to talk about that with Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs today. So let's get started. This week, we are joined by Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs. Spencer, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's good to be back in Missouri after being in Washington last week. Yeah, you know, you had a, a pretty full week when you were out there. And yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened while you were out in D.C. Um, the number one thing that we want to get into is the Farm Bill, mm-hmm. which happens only every five years. And we are today, uh, which is uh, Thursday, December 20th, we are having the Farm Bill signed into law. Woo! If I had the <laughs> ability, happened. I would press a button that makes applause sound in your ears right <laughs> Instead, now. Instead, you just have my sick voice. That's me too. Amen. <laughs> it's a rough week around here. but um, So this new Farm Bill that is going to be in, in place now for the next five years, uh, the president just signed it a little while ago, so it is now <laughs> going to be a law. And uh, what, what are the highlights of this that people need to be aware of? Yeah, so we talked a little bit a lot last week about the 2018 Farm Bill as really more of an evolutionary farm bill rather than a revolutionary farm bill. And people are probably sick of hearing us say that. But it really was not a major change to the status quo. Our biggest priority was protecting and maintaining the current crop insurance program, which was very well done in this farm bill. In addition, um, there were some small tweaks made to the ARC program and the PLC program, those Title I safety net programs, but really no major changes Mm -hmm. were made by the legislation, except for producers now have additional flexibility on electing those programs year to year instead of for the five-year life of the farm bill. So I'm pleased to see those provisions included in Title I. Um, Some other provisions that we're really, really excited about are provisions that were championed actually by Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler who's a lone Missourian on the Farm Bill Conference Committee, regarding rural broadband. Mm-hmm. So not only is there additional funding for rural broadband in the Farm Bill, but it actually sets a minimum standard for any USDA-funded program, which of course is funded by taxpayer dollars, that the speeds at which those projects have to be implemented are no less than 25 megabits per second to 3 megabits per second, mm-hmm. which to us is the bare minimum of the speed you need in a rural area to perform basic functions. Right, and those are um, pretty standard baselines. The 25 megabit download and 3 upload mm-hmm. um, is, is really what it takes if you want to compete in today's world. And those are honestly may not even be good enough, but they're the bare minimum of what should be acceptable rather than something lower than that. Yeah. Our biggest concern, of course, with any use of federal dollars is, you know, we want to be sure that it's reaching the people that it needs to reach, but that it's also a good use of our taxpayer dollars. And we do think that this 25-3 at a minimum is technology that's going to carry us into the future. There are some programs currently funded by federal dollars that do not meet that minimum requirement. And we think that technology could be outdated in as little as even a year. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to spend taxpayer money on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like you say, the Farm Bill, it really was not a huge uh, change from previous Mm -hmm. law. I was actually just looking, working on next week's um, commentary that we send out to all of our newspapers around the state um, and uh, was writing our farmometer uh, Mm -hmm. summary because uh, at our annual meeting for the third year in a row, we uh, had our survey that many of our listeners may have taken sure. that told uh, had had them tell us what they are thinking about for the 2019 season, 
and how things are looking um, at, in, in their eyes, what they're most concerned about. And actually, um, I think that there were 11 options of things that they're most concerned about on one of the questions, and the stability of farm policy was dead last, number 11. They were mm-hmm. just were not worried about that. And I think that this shows, you know, that was, what, a, a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, three, two, three weeks before the Farm Bill was um, signed into law. And uh, they still, even with that, uh, with it expired uh, under under law, and you know, technically the previous bill had already expired and the new one hadn't passed yet, mm-hmm. and they still weren't worried. They just figured this is going to get figured out all right and stay pretty similar. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very good bill for agriculture. A lot of key provisions um, included in the farm bill that we were supportive of and ultimately were supportive of the bill. Um, I think the entire Missouri delegation, they did end up voting for the farm bill. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Congresswoman Hartzler did have a death in the family, so she had to miss the vote. Uh, but we certainly appreciate her work on the farm bill and know she would have supported it had she had the opportunity to um, and thank the rest of our delegation for supporting it as well yeah absolutely it's good to have a, a, all 10 of them um, supporting this and absolutely. together so uh, one of the other big issues that's happened in the past couple of weeks is uh, the market facilitation program which is the Trump administration's effort to blunt the um, impact of some of the trade mm-hmm. tariff uh, retaliation that's been coming from other countries the second half of that uh, was was announced. So what what are the details on what that is? Yeah, so for those of you who may have listened before, or if even if you're new, um, the Trump administration earlier this year announced that USDA had the authority to designate additional dollars um, to be paid to farmers to help mitigate some of the losses people have experienced because of the uncertainty surrounding international trade. The first, first round of those payments, excuse me, came earlier this year. Um, and there were certain rates for certain commodities, and it paid that on 50% of your production. So you go into your FSA office, you sign up for the program, and then you report your production after you finished harvest. Once you've reported your production and provided the evidence that USDA needs, they issue you a payment for 50% of that production. Earlier this week, President Trump announced that the second half, so that second 50% of those payments, are now going to be issued to farmers. So you still only have to sign up once in order to get both rounds of those payments. It's very important to remember, if you do want to take advantage of the market facilitation program, you need to visit your local FSA office by January 15th to Mm -hmm. sign up. You only have to sign up once. All you have to do is go in. The application is a page front and back and then they will get you set up to receive payments. You do not have to report your production history when you go in to sign up for the program, but it's important that you be signed up by January 15th. You have to report your production no later than May 1st, 2019. Mm -hmm. And that's good for some of our farmers, especially this year, who have had some delayed harvests, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a huge issue for us, and I think people have been able to maybe get back in the fields here in the past couple of weeks. Um, But we do know there are people out there who still do not have their harvest completed. So it gives you a little bit of time to get that done. And the second half of payments, this is a question I've been getting pretty frequently, the, the payment rate for each commodity is the same for the second round of payments as it was for the first round. I think mm-hmm. originally there was some question about whether or not those payments would be paid out at the same rate, and they will be under yeah. the program. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, another issue that came up while you were out in D.C. was the, uh, the new clean water rule mm-hmm. uh, was announced by the EPA. And I understand you actually had the opportunity to be in the room when that was announced. It was very, very cool to be in the room. Um, President Hurst and I actually had the opportunity to join other State Farm Bureau presidents and staff over at EPA for the signing of the new agreement. 
and what what's in that agreement and uh, you know why is it important to our farmers yeah so this rule was um, proposed is being proposed in order to replace the 2015 waters of the United States rule which of course Missouri Farm Bureau previously opposed and really the biggest issue that we're looking at here is whether or not under this new rule farmers have the ability to determine whether or not a water on their property is subject to federal jurisdiction. That was something that the old WOTUS rule did not give farmers the ability to do. They had to basically hire an inspector, hire attorneys. It was a very expensive and cumbersome process. We believe that local decisions are best left to farmers and ranchers and people who know the land. So giving them the ability to understand those definitions and understand whether or not they have a federal navigable water of the United States on their property um, is something that we're really advocating for. Yeah, and that is important, uh, the certainty of being able to just look at your land and know if you're following the law or violating the law based on what you can see with your eyes um, is worth a lot. And uh, like you say, the Obama-era rule uh, would have would have been so uncertain mm-hmm. and ambiguous as to what is a water and what is not um, that it would have taken a lot of inspection and um, specialists coming onto your land to tell you whether or not you were actually able to perform your farming activities on that land. Yeah, we're really looking for clarity in mm-hmm. this new rule. I mean, that's all we want is we want people to be able to determine whether or not they need the government's permission to do something on their own land without having to hire somebody to come out and tell them whether or not they can do it. Now, this doesn't represent the end of the line for this rule by Mm. any means. So it has to be published in the Federal Register, and then there will be a comment period associated with the rule. So the public will actually be able to comment on this proposal before it's even enacted in the law. Yeah, and that will be a 60-day comment period initially at least, and uh, they may extend that. Actually, we're expecting that they will probably extend that because this is going to be a heavily commented upon rule. For sure. And then there's also going to be an in-person listening session in Kansas City, Kansas. I believe it's uh, January 23rd, if I remember right. I think that's correct. And uh, so they'll actually take in-person testimony there. Uh, which we may also participate in as well. So uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for our members to comment, though. Yeah, Leslie Holloway, our Senior Director of Regulatory Affairs, is really our go-to person on the Clean Water Act. And I know she has already been reading through this proposal. And and so if anybody has questions, I would encourage them to contact the Home Office, maybe contact Leslie directly. Um, She would be able to give you the ins and outs of of what exactly this means for farmers and ranchers. Yeah, and the administration is really trying to take their time and do it right so that it will stand up to legal uh, scrutiny Mm -hmm. because it's certainly going to be a challenge by the environmental groups who want to have a much broader um, rule. Almost certainly, yeah. yeah. So uh, the last issue we'll touch on is that while you were out in D.C., the main reason you were in D.C. last week <laughs> yeah. was... Um, Not for any of this, <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah, actually for the uh, American Farm Bureau Federation resolutions process. Because we finished our annual meeting the week before where we went through all of our resolutions and adopted new policy. Um, and then you take those uh, some of those policies to the national level mm-hmm. and try to get them enacted as AFBF policy. So uh, what happened um, during your time there and what do you think is going to uh, get get enacted into the policy book? Yeah, so uh, resolutions is one of my most favorite things about Farm <coughs> Bureau. And so we did complete our policy process in Missouri at our annual meeting. 
and we were very fortunate. We had a lot of new language adopted by our voting delegates. So those resolutions will be printed in the 2019 Missouri Farm Bureau Policy Book. Um, what we do after annual meeting is I sit down with our staff and with President Hurst um, to go over all of the new language that was adopted. And any policy that is um, of the at the national level is something we consider taking to the American Farm Bureau resolutions process. So kind of just like in Missouri, every state Farm Bureau gets to submit resolutions to the American Farm Bureau resolutions committee. It's like all of our counties submit resolutions mm-hmm. to our state committee. That committee meets in Washington, D.C., typically the week after our annual meeting, and they do just like we do. They go through every state submission. They talk about it. They determine whether it's something the organization needs to take a position on it, whether or not it's already covered in existing policy, whether it conflicts with current policy. Those discussions are had as well. And then that's put together into a draft policy book that is voted upon and debated upon by voting delegates at the American Farm Bureau annual meeting, which is in a couple of weeks in New Orleans. Yeah, and you know one of the things that um, I believe was successful in moving through that process was something you talked about with the Farm Bill was that um, Congresswoman Hartzler got language inserted into the Farm mm-hmm. Bill that would make all USDA uh, broadband programs have that that floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we also had some proposed uh, language in the AFBF resolutions process that would do similar things at the FCC. Right. Yeah. So our resolution that we took to the American Farm Bureau, and it actually was put through so it'll be available for debate and comment at the American Farm Bureau Annual Convention. Basically, our proposal is that we would support standardizing any federal program where taxpayer dollars are utilized to fund broadband projects to be raised to that floor, similar mm-hmm. to the way USDA will be done under the new Farm Bill. Yeah, and that's really important because a lot of the state-level programs um, and the private funding goes off of whatever the, um, the FCC or a couple of other agencies' standards are. So having it the same across all of those different agencies would be really helpful, although it was certainly helpful to get USDA mm-hmm. uh, in that um, 25-3 standard. For sure. But it would be very nice to have it across more of them as well. Anything else that we need to know about resolutions process? No, I don't think so. We're really looking forward to seeing all of the debate. Um, you know, it's interesting to watch it at our annual meeting. I think it's even more interesting when you bring all the different states together. Um, just as Missouri is very divor- diverse in the commodities that we produce, all of the different regions of the United States are very diverse in the issues that impact them. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting, at least from my perspective, to see that play out at the American Farm Bureau annual meeting. So we're really looking forward to heading down to New Orleans in a few weeks. And I've never been to New Orleans, so oh, I'm, I'm yeah. doubly excited well, for that. That should be exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there are a lot of regional differences that come out in mm-hmm. some of these discussions, so it will be a lot of fun to watch. Well, appreciate you talking with us, and um, take a little bit of rest and, and feel better. <laughs> well, you too. Yeah, we both kind of yeah. sound like we've been had to go to the doctor recently. Yeah, we've had better so days. We've but, had a little better days. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you after that. You too. We'll catch you later. All right. Thank you for joining us again. We've appreciated you listening all year. We will be back after the new year with more information about what is going on in Missouri agriculture. <laughs>